Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 478 of Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. My name's Armitage and the musical world is now a much emptier and quieter place. I wasn't looking forward to last Tuesday, first day back to work after a 10-day break, getting up in the dark to have breakfast with my own company watching breakfast television. What I wasn't expecting to see was a segment on Lemmy. Having missed the very start of it, I immediately feared the worst. No news channel was going to do a piece on Lemmy at 10 past 6 in the morning, purporting good tidings. Obviously, my mobile was grabbed with Facebook being the first port of call where Rich Jones post of, damn... R.I.P. Lemmy, a true original, hit me square in the face. Then, the end of the BBC segment finished with Bill Turnbull saying, Ian, Lemmy Kilminster, who passed away last night at the age of 70. I broke down in tears. I can't claim to have known the man. I only met him twice. The first was at Anthrax's debut UK gig at the Hammersmith Palais, where he, unsurprisingly, was propping up the bar. A short conversation followed, none of which I can remember, but I got his signature on an empty bass string packet that was lying at our feet. The last time, it was only in passing, when I and x Ray went down to Worthing for the Motorhead and Deathwish concert. This time, it was just a nod of acknowledgement as he walked past whilst we were watching Deathwish drummer Brad and Phil Taylor playing at Big Kids. I've lost the count of times I've seen Mohead live. I've been even lucky enough to see Lemmy in the intimate surroundings of the 100 Club with the MC5 and at the garage with Headcat. Obviously, my ticket to see Mohead at Hammersmith Odeon on the 29th is now just a souvenir. Lemmy and the classic Phil Taylor and Fast Eddie lineup were much more than just a band to me growing up. They were cartoon superheroes. Like the Ramones, how they weren't actually turned into a Saturday morning cartoon show is beyond me. I hope that a tribute memorial show is held featuring musical friends and former bandmates playing those songs just one more time. So I, as a fan, can finally say thank you and goodbye to a legend. So what do I play? With over 20 studio albums, without a hint of daftness to choose from, I've gone for two live tracks. The first is the first song from the very first Motorhead gig at the Roundhouse in July 1975 when they supported the Flaming Groovies. This Mark I lineup featured Larry Wallace on guitar and Lucas Fox on drums. The second track is Overkill, the last song from the band's last ever gig on the 11th of December in Berlin with Phil Campbell and Mickey D. <laughs>
Mickey D has made it clear there will be no more new Motorhead music. But what of Lemmy's solo album? I know of at least two tracks that have been in the can for years, could well be eight if not longer. Tracks in question are Neat 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 and Gravy Train that he recorded with the dad. Well, Captain of Pinch, definitely. I wonder how many of the other tracks have been completed. Hopefully... It will be released sooner rather than later. I've now already mentioned Anthrax, but as the band has a brand new album out on the 26th of February, I'm going to mention them again. The album in question is called For All Kings, which the band has described as their most metal album ever. Really? More metal than a fistful of the stuff? I fell out of love with Anthrax after Joey Belladonna left for the first time. Nothing against John Bush, as uh, some Anthrax fans cite him as the best vocalist Anthrax have had. Courses for courses. Uh, I guess I associate a period of my life where things were starting to be defined with spreading the disease and among the living part of that soundtrack. I've only had a fleeting listen to the album, uh, as although I've got a new device, the Exudu, I've had problems transferring my music from my hard drive to the 128 GB SD cards. So obviously I knew it was going to take a day or so for me to copy them over, but I wasn't prepared, funnily enough, for them to crash when it got as far as Anthrax. Uh, it looked like I had all the folders up to O, but they're empty. However, it looks like I found a company that will do it on my behalf for 30 quid. First world problems. Right, from what I have heard of For All The Kings, it does live up to the band's claim. Out of the 11 tracks, the two shortest are just under four minutes long, but it's not all head down, no nonsense thrash as I expected. Once my device is up and running, I'll be playing the hell out of it. The track I'm going to play you is Gotta Believe, because A... I once wrote a song with the same title back in my Tunguska days. And B, even though it is seven and a half minutes long, I love the stereo production. Having said that though, the Beatles back catalogue should always, always be listened to in mono.
last episode, I enthused about a Swedish band that had sent me an MP3 and I mentioned I would, as with all the other bands I played, do a hyperlink on my Facebook page to theirs. The thing is, I misread the band's name and consequently merrily called them by it on the show twice. Fortunately, the hyperlink worked as I only had to type in the first few letters before the band's name automatically came up, leaving me none the wiser until the band emailed me saying... Hey, thanks for playing us on your podcast, but leave out the first R. For those of you who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about and completely miss my faux pas, here's the hell divers from Sweden and throw the first stone from their three-track EP of the same name. And there's me wondering why I never made it into the top five podcast she was here. Yeah, you create 
promised on last week's show, here are two tracks from the remarkable records Johnny Thunder's EPs. First up, it's London Boys from the Real Time 10-inch that features my all-time favourite bassist, Paul Gray, and his, at the time, Eddie and the Hot Rods cohort, Steve Nichol. couldn't get better than that well it does with the second 10 inch daddy rolling stone which only came out the day after my birthday with thin lizzie main man phil linnett on bass duties but with mike kelly from the only ones on drums and henry paul on guitar instead of steve jones and paul cook who johnny would later also hook up with for the so alone album here's a title track
got a Facebook message from Internet Chum Aussie the Rose. I don't think we've actually met in real life, unless it was at a London Hanai Rocks message borders get together. Anyway, he said, I've just realised that you have your own radio show. Eight and a half years I've been doing this, and now the penny drops. Would you be interested in hearing some of the songs from the band I play drums in? Of course, I said yes, with him probably thinking, I'm doing this for ages. Why hasn't he asked me before? He sent me four tracks for my consideration, all of which I could quite happily play. But this is track one called Bulldozer from Ozzy the Rose's band called Liverbox. <laughs>
going to mix things up with some Joy Division. Before any of you go, Ew, local terrorist pair, I couldn't possibly listen to them. The track I'm going to play you is called Interzone from the band's first album, Unknown Pleasures. And I'm sure they've been listening to some Radio Birdman or the Stooges at the very least. dance over our beach slang from philadelphia who i stumbled across if not upon whilst checking out Bandcamp. they remind me of the goo goo dolls circa superstar car wash and hold me up in other words before the dolls went shit obviously after a listen to what was on offer i purchased their broken thrills and the things we do to find people who feel like us cds straight away anyway on new year's eve while thinking about which track I should play for your delectation on today's show, I spotted on the sidebar of the aforementioned Bandcamp site that the band were over here touring. The London date was at the Barfly on Wednesday the 27th of January, but unfortunately for me, was super sold out. Luckily, a few days later, the band is playing the Green Door Store in Brighton, that's the 30th. Now, trying to get hold of tickets was extremely stressful. The venue's website didn't have any links. It looked like Music Glue was the place to go, but again, no links. All the time, in my mind, tickets for the Brighton gig were being sold hand over fist, and within a matter of moments, we'd all be gone. Obviously, tickets were eventually purchased, with me texting the squirrel, who was in Finland, celebrating New Year's Eve, keep the 30th free as we're going to Brighton to see beach slang you will thank me hopefully you dear listener will as well this is the first track filthy luck from the broken thrills cd (laughs) 
this week with snowy dunes from stockholm sweden and tranquil mountain lake until next week take it easy
I speak of great heroic days, of victory and might. I hold a banner drenched in blood. I urge you to be brave. I lead you to your destiny. I lead you to your grave. Your bones will build my palaces. Your eyes will stud my crown. For I am Mars, the god of war, and I will cut you down.